0: It's time for another episode of Marketing Pains, the podcast about marketing for window treatment and awning companies. Learn what your colleagues are doing to keep their businesses thriving and growing, and what tools you can use to expand your own business. Enjoy the view as Window Treatment Marketing Pro's owner, Will Hankey talks with industry experts digging into their marketing successes, learning how they're attracting more customers and getting you thinking about ways to marketing your own company.
1: All right. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Marketing Pains. Uh, This is the podcast where we talk with real window treatment and awning service providers or business owners about their successes and struggle related to marketing their business. Today, we've got somebody who is very well known in the industry, Madeline McCray. Madeline is a business and leadership coach who focuses on bringing her clients thought-provoking, practical, usable content that accelerates their implementation and secures their long and short-term results. She loves the grit and determination of small to mid-sized business owners and has dedicated her career to helping them and their teams. Madeline, thank you for joining us.
0: Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here.
1: Yeah, I'm, I've been excited for this for quite a while. I've had your uh, business card sitting on my desk for, <laughs> well, since we saw each other back in like October of last year. Yeah,
0: that's right, Charlotte.
1: <laughs> yeah. So um, thank you. Thank you again for jumping on today. Definitely appreciate okay. your time. Um, so give us the uh, name of your company and kind of like the two minute elevator pitch about it.
0: Sure. So I have two different companies. I have M.M. McRae Coaching and Consulting, where I do individualized business coaching for high-performing business owners in the home improvement space and outside of it, actually. And I also do consulting for large manufacturers, primarily for their dealer programs, educational programs. And then my Home Pro Toolbox, which is homeprotoolbox.com, is our digital resource center so it takes all of my decades of experience and breaks them down into bite-sized chunks that business owners can get the answer to all of their business questions and never have to google a business question again.
1: So that's what we do. That's fantastic. So it is uh, it's in like an online learning system with you know it with PDOs, is. that kind of stuff.
0: Yep. There's videos. There's, so it's not just like a big course where you have to sit down and dedicate hours of your life. Right. All of the content is broken into content spaces. So if you want to learn about marketing, or if you want to learn about sales, or you want to learn about managing people or hiring or firing or any of those things, you can click on over to one of those spaces and then just leaf through whatever you want. So if I need to learn, you know, what's the difference between an exempt and a non-exempt employee, who knows that? Like you could Google it, sure. Or you could just go to Home Pro Toolbox, click the little button and have a little three minute video that lays it out for you. So you can make those decisions really fast and easy. So they're very short videos, on average, seven minutes, supported with templates and resources. And then we have all the things that business owners so often want. Like, do you have a job description for this job? Or how about an onboarding plan? Or do you have an employee manual? Or do you have a sales playbook? Or do you have, I don't know, sales trackers or all sorts of stuff like that in our template library. You can just like click what you want, download it, customize it for your business and never have to start from a blank sheet of paper again, which oh, wow. is so intimidating and yes. so time consuming.
1: Yes. Oh, yep. that's fantastic. Anything yep. that can use the, the, what is it? The Pareto principle 80, 20. If I can get 80% of the way, like right off the bat, yes. and just, just modify the last 20 I'm way ahead yes. of the game.
0: Absolutely. And that 20% modification you're going to have to do no matter what, like you have to make it your own. But at least everything in the toolbox is not built from some random ivory tower with me going to business school and just having these grand ideas for you. They're actually built in the trenches with real life business owners. Our promise is that if it's in the toolbox, it's being used by a high performing company today. So it's currently actively relevant. We didn't write up any of the job descriptions from our, like, just our own imagination. We built them collaboratively for clients. And then we cleaned them up and made them available publicly for our toolbox members.
1: Wow, that's fantastic. Okay, very good. Uh, So how long have you been in this business or this world?
0: Overall home improvement since the very beginning of my career, (laughs) since 2006. Okay. I started in um, hurricane protection, which rolled me into the world of tubular motors, which rolled me into the world of interior window coverings, and I've been in ever since.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay.
0: Yep. All right. Yep. And what
1: is your position? You're you're the owner of the company, I would assume, right? Yeah.
0: Yep. I'm the owner founder of both my consulting firm and also our digital digital company.
1: Yep. Okay. What got you into um, deciding to start the Home Pro Toolbox?
0: What a good question. Um, so two things. The first thing was, um, truth be told, I don't think I've ever admitted this in public. So here you heard it first, first right here.
1: Oh, breaking, right. breaking news.
0: Breaking news. <laughs> um, back in 2021. So I guess in order for context, you know, I've been having my consulting firm now for seven years and I lost my dad in 2020. He died in the, the latter part of 2020, which was just a huge, huge blow for me. My yeah, dad was my yeah. person. And it took a year of really like evaluating where I am in life, deep grieving. And towards like May-ish of 2021, I thought, you know, maybe I want to do something more than my consulting business allows me to do. And I'm a solo parent, so I'm not independently wealthy. So I do actually work for a living. So (laughs) there is that, right? And I I just was thinking maybe I would want to sell my consulting business. Maybe I want to explore it. And I had someone... Come in and do an evaluation someone who um who really specializes in helping female founders exit their businesses okay. and she did a big evaluation and she goes well madeline i've got good news for you and i've got some other news
1: <laughs> like, Oh, well,
0: great <laughs> how about you <laughs> tell me the good news first and she said well good news is you know i've worked with lots of different co- coaches and consultants and different companies like that she said good news is you are a top five percent coach you are incredibly good at what you do. And I was like, well, that's kind of fancy. I was pretty proud of myself. That was pretty good news. Stroke the ego a little bit. That's (laughs) right. You know, as a business owner, we don't often get external validation of how good we are at our business. So that was really cool from someone who, you know, helps people sell their businesses and, you know, felt that they were very credible. That was felt nice. Um, and she said, the other news is, is you have this like amazing content vault that you built full of these like resources and these training programs and these amazing, amazing content. She said, but without you, it's not useful. So I can't sell it, right? I yeah. could sell it, but you'll get such a disappointing number. You will not mm-hmm. be happy. It'll be a lot of work and you're going to walk away with like so little It doesn't honor your work. She said, so you need to put it online. You need to put it out there and show proof of concept in order for someone else to be able to see the value in it and then buy it and want to build it. So, you know, it was a little bit against my own will, (laughs) but I started the process and I mapped out all of my content one of the little things about me is I love an Excel sheet. So I put it into Excel and I said like, here's the title. Here's how much it would take for me to take it from where it is to complete, then to turn it into a course and to record it. And, 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 and I laid it all out and I did both an hour spend and a dollar spend, how much time and money it would take me. And I looked at it and I was like, well, I guess I could do it. I guess so. And I said yes to it. And then I started building the branding because I really liked the idea of Home Pro Toolbox because I talk about the things I teach as tools all the time and just kind of worked out. And I just, I hated the idea of forcing a Home Pro. You work with small business owners every day. I hated the idea of forcing someone to sit through an eight hour course Right. to learn the thing that they need to know. So I was resisting my own process because I was like I just this isn't the right format. Like this isn't really what people need. And so I was kind of backtracking on my yes a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I was start I was doing it but pretty begrudgingly and quite slowly. Right. And for me if I'm not like all in and like working industriously on something, it's usually a sign that something's kind of off. I'm not like a half-in kind of person. I'm like all in or not in at all. Like I don't do half measures. So I was in conversation with another one of my friends who owns a digital education company. And I don't know what happened. I honestly like have no memory of this moment, but I know what happened where I was telling him how I was doing this and how it was kind of coming together. And I was explaining how I coach my clients So when I'm with a client, if they say to me, you know, Madeline, I just, I've got so much on my plate. I can't seem to make progress. I'm drowning. I don't give them a 45 minute lecture on time management. I teach them three simple things, right? Right. I teach them how to bookend. I teach them how to time block and I teach them um, a process that I use for opening and closing your day. And it takes maybe five minutes maybe 15 minutes maximum, right? To teach all, all three of those things. Sometimes I just teach them one of the things. Like if they're really overwhelmed, they don't need three more things to do. They need one effective strategy. And I do that for everything, right? If someone has a person they're trying to hire, I don't give them the handbook on how to hire effectively. I teach them, okay, let's look at the job description. What do you need them to do? Now let's talk about your avatar. What type of person is gonna be happy in this job, right? We do piece by piece and sometimes over time. And I just had this incredible flash, I call a blinding flash of the obvious, a boo like this, <laughs> oh my gosh, it hit me like a ton of bricks or water in the face or whatever, that that's what I wanna do. I wanna create these, you have one question, I give you that answer. One question, that answer. And instead of having to redesign all of my content into these big courses, which is actually really big work to do because mm-hmm. you have to think of, the instructional design and then the the, the excel sheet and then the, the 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 powerpoint presentation and the the trainer guide and the user guide oh my gosh it's so much and these little like this one little i'm going to teach you book ending right now i can sit down and turn on the recording and bam have that recorded in i don't know five minutes be done right. so that's what i did and i decided to organize the content into what i call you know our rooms our content spaces so all the management stuff is gathered under the management umbrella, but you can pick, like, do you need to fire somebody? That's important. There's a little training on that, right? It's all gathered together. So that's how it came together. And I just decided to do it. And September, first week in September, I filmed in 2021, first week of September, I filmed my first video for Home Pro Toolbox. Of course, I have an editor and a video editor and all the people behind the scenes making it all come together, an IT team and all that. And we launched, soft launched with 109 tools on Black Friday of 2021. (laughs) It's just crazy. And since then, we've grown to 100 members and over 325 tools. And here we are, you know, February of 2023. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I love the idea of them keeping little small snippets because if something then becomes obsolete, all you have to do is just re-record and replace right. that one little thing. If you're doing a, you know, like you said, an eight hour course, okay. you have to redo the whole eight hour course in some cases. So that could be, right? A thing. So yeah, yeah,
0: it de- definitely helps for you know the hygiene of our of our content, like keep it fresh yeah. and relevant. Yeah. But a lot of the things that we teach are really enduring. You know, they're just. You know business fundamentals, things you really need to know that that most people don't know. It's not that it's hard knowledge; it's just that it's not necessarily provided the way that we provide it out there. So right. that's what we do.
1: Yeah, isn't it interesting that um, you're going in thinking I'm, I'm going to get out of this, and you end up doubling down, on <laughs>
0: and building a whole <laughs> other business. And yes, yes, I know, very ironic. Um, You know, my goal in full transparency is to build it up and still to sell it. Sure. Um, and I just, my thought is I like the building stages of business. I like creating something. I like that iterative. Like my dad always used to describe it as standing on the edge of the cliff and feeling the wind blow in your face. Like I don't really like stand right on the edge. I stand a few feet back from the edge of the cliff, but I do like that feeling. Yeah. And um, I'm not like a, I'm a get it to it's get it to, to that stage and then let someone else take it and grow it really big that's probably not a journey I want to be on. I want Mm -hmm. to do something different. So I kind of feel like that's the best way to amplify my gifts is to give them a place to live. all this incredible knowledge that I have to share. Don't just keep it for my, you know, my private clients who, you know, it's, it's not free 99 to work with me, right? It's, it's an investment and that's not approachable for everybody. So make it more broadly available at a price point that's really attainable to most business owners and um, and then grow it to being like, oh, this is gaining some momentum and then pass it off to someone who just wants to take it and, and take it to the next level. Yeah. I feel that's the best way to honor my gift. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah.
1: um, who is your target mod- audience?
0: Yeah, so I like to help home improvement professionals. So th- that's anyone that, who does something to or for your home. Of course, I'm well known in the, in the window treatment market, a little bit in interior design paint, flooring, lighting. I've dabbled in a lot of different uh, industries. So it's really anyone who does something to or for home, generally not builders, um, not people who are heavily into the commercial market. Although a couple of our toolbox members are in commercial Um, and people who have started to build some momentum in their business, you could certainly benefit from it as a startup. And it's just, do you want to invest in it? Right. Right. It's a It's designed really for people who have a couple of employees and who are starting to feel the burden of, wait a minute, now I actually have people to manage and how do I do that? And it's built for that, um, for the growing companies. But um, we have people who are one-man bands in there and we have people who are $30 million businesses. So it's just how you use it will vary. Uh, We really built it for that owner operator who's still in the weeds, still doing all the things in the business, but has the hope of one day delegating a lot more and being effective in growing their business.
1: I love it. That's great. Uh, If there was one thing that you would attribute to the business's success, what would you say that was?
0: My own businesses or other people's businesses? Yours, yours. Mine. Ooh. What would be one? This is a good question, Will. Mm. <laughs> I thought it I'd throw me, a little
1: curveball in there for you. Makes
0: me ponder. <laughs> um, you know, I can tell you what I would attribute, and then I can tell you what other people tell me. Okay. <laughs> Those are two different things. Sure. Um, I contribute my own success to tenacity and persistence. I am a tenacious person, right? When I get knocked off of that horse, I'm like, gosh, that hurt. Like, dang. Yeah. But I don't, I get right back on. I'm like, all right, back in the saddle, get go, Madeline, hurt, bum, and all, right? right. <laughs> back in the saddle. So that's my, the tenacious part of me. I just, I, I, and if the way that I'm doing it isn't working, I'm not too proud to course correct. So that's the tenacity. And then persistence, where I'll just try and try and try again, but wise persistence, right? I'm not going to try again endlessly down a path that is truly not working. I like to stay um, with an integrity to myself. Um, what other people say is that I have an uncanny ability to maintain optimism, even in the face of challenge and even in the face of you know terrible things. I just have a very optimistic perspective in life that I have chosen and cultivated. Um and a lot of people attribute why they work with me, why I'm why they're attracted to me, why they are inspired to step forward to that, you know, unflinching optimism that I that I have.
1: Yeah, we've got that in common. My right? my wife okay. gets pretty annoyed with me, you know, <laughs> that I wake up and I'm like, it's
0: Tuesday. You know? <laughs> She's like, stop it. I yes, didn't please. even have any coffee yet. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, I get bummed out a lot on Fridays. So uh, just because, yeah, as a business owner, if you really enjoy what you're doing, you know, Friday is kind of a bummer because you know you're not going to get to do it for the next couple of days. You know? <laughs> if you're smart, right? If you're setting those those limits and those boundaries, yes. you could yes. certainly work Saturday and Sunday, but that would yeah. that would not be smart in some cases. Right. So. right for Sure. Um,
0: You're listening to the Marketing Pains Podcast. We'll be right back after this break.
1: This episode of Marketing Pains is sponsored and underwritten by my own company, Window Treatment Marketing Pros. First of all, thank you so much for taking time out of your day today to listen to the podcast. I really do appreciate it. And I hope that you're gaining some knowledge, tidbits, uh, good information that will help your business grow. Window Treatment Marketing Pros is the only digital marketing company that works specifically with window treatment and awning companies around the U.S. We handle entire digital marketing campaigns from website design to SEO and more. With over 23 years of experience in the digital marketing arena, we can help your business get more website traffic, leads, and phone calls. We work with businesses that are experiencing significant growth or businesses that want to experience significant growth, and we have plans to fit most of those companies. If you're ready to invest in your business, you want the phone to ring more, and you have the resources to handle that growth, please schedule a short discovery call with me at wtmarketingpros.com slash strategy. I'd love the opportunity to talk with you about your business, your vision for the future, and your ultimate goals for your company. Schedule that today, and I look forward to meeting you. In the meantime, back to today's episode. Awesome. So um, what is the one biggest benefit that your product offers to your customers?
0: I think certainty that they don't have to guess or wonder. They can know, like, if I do this, this is proven to work not will it work or won't it work. There's some iteration how to make it work for me, but that the things inside a toolbox, as I said, they're not built in the ivory tower. They're built in the real life crucible of business where the rubber is really hitting the road and you truly have to have solid best practice. Um, That's what I would say, certainty. They don't have to wonder if it will work. They just have to maybe massage it a little bit to match how they're working.
1: I love that answer. That's fantastic. I mean, you—they know in their mind that they can go to a certain place, home. What is it? Home Pro Toolbox. Home
0: Pro Toolbox. And
1: and get eighty percent of the way done right out of the gate, right? That's right. Uh, That's that's right. That's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, with a very little expenditure of their time, right? Maybe they have to search a little bit, try a couple different search terms to find exactly what they wanted. Maybe they have to do that, and then they have to. Maybe commit to watching a video, but the videos on average are only seven minutes, right? So the commitment is like, if you've got seven minutes, you can solve this. A lot of people listen in their car, right? They'll just listen to little bits as they're coming into work um, because we have an app as well, right? And you can listen to the videos. You don't have to watch the video. It's just me talking. It's not like yeah. a ton of graphics and you're missing stuff by not actually watching my face. So, yeah. so that, you know, I mean, you're missing me, but I mean, you can still hear my voice. And, um, that so, if you really wanted, if there's a topic that you're like, I just have to solve this problem, you could come to the toolbox, search for what you need, find it, learn it, and start implementing it. Right in thirty minutes or less. That's great. and that is just where else are you going to find that?
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what are the what are the biggest um, owner implementation mistakes that you see? business
0: owners? Make you know, it depends on which stage of business you're in. Okay. So we're going to go through like macro. I teach that there's four different stages of your business or four different phases that businesses in our industry tend to go through the solopreneur, right? Wearing every hat, doing everything by yourself, the owner operator, where you've started to build out a team, but you're pretty much still in the weeds. And then the owner manager, where you're now managing the team and you're not so much in the weeds and then the true CEO, right? Where you're you, everything is truly systematized and delegated and departmentalized. You know, tons of solopreneurs have CEO on their business card, yours truly included, right? My right. consulting firm, I'm the CEO of myself. So there's that. Is not bad or wrong, but from a technical business perspective, those are the four stages of growth. So as a solopreneur, I think the mistake that people make is trying to grow too fast without securing their fundamentals. And when you're a solopreneur, you need to know, excuse me, you need to know how to make leads flow and how to convert those leads into cash. Right. So marketing and sales, you need to master those things. Of course, yeah. you need to be good at your craft, right? That's that's a non-negotiable. If you don't know how to hang a window treatment or you don't have someone qualified in your team to do that, you know, so much for your business. Right. So You have to be good at your craft, but they, but that's the mistake solopreneurs make. The mistake that owner operators make is they start to bring in their team and then they do management by abdication, which means they just get someone on their team. Who's going to like answer the phone. And like, okay, here you go. Do it. And then they never look there again. They just hope that person does a good job. And they just don't even take any active stake in the success of their team members. So that's a mistake that owner-operators tend to make because they're so busy in their business that they don't find the time to work on the business or with their people. It's common. Owner-managers, the mistake that I think is, it's probably my, I would say, is funnest a word, the funnest mistake, my favorite mistake, (laughs) is that they tend to want to do face swap. Have you ever seen... um, on Snapchat where you can do like someone else's face on your body. What is yeah, that yeah. called? That oh, face swap. That's called sure. something, yeah. but that's what it is. Like basically your body and their face gets in and the, your mouth is moving, but it's their face. <laughs> when you do that, it's like taking a best practice that worked for somebody else and just imposing it on your business without that 20% of customization, without massaging it, without critically asking yourself, wait, does this actually work for how the business i built? Because you built something great. If you've made it to the owner manager stage of your business, you've done a lot of things right. And a lot of people just want to impose best practice without actually honoring what they built and without applying customization. Yeah. So that's that face swapping one. And then at the CEO level where everything is delegated, um, there tends to be a little bit of checkouting, like they check out of their business a little bit without really staying enough connected to being the the conduit of the culture. They, they, they yeah. abandon the conduit of the
1: culture that they need to be. So those would be like the four core mistakes for each stage. I love that. Is there anything in the uh, toolbox that you see? Like if you're looking at analytics or data or anything Mm -hmm. like that, is there there a certain section that it seems like people really gravitate to more than others? Oh, yes.
0: (laughs) So it actually depends because during the pandemic, like towards the end of the pandemic, even all, most of last year, our hiring room was always busy. People were in there because getting people, hiring people was such a problem. But now that things have started slowing down, our marketing room has suddenly like great make leads flow has been a lot more popular. Yeah. The most popular room, hands down, no questions asked so far is our template library because we have, you know, hundreds of done for you resources. You know, if they need to hire somebody, they can get the job description, the avatar, the ad and the onboarding plan. Click, click, download, click, download, click, download. How can you beat that? Yeah. Right. So that's a pretty hard one. I'm hoping my fingers are crossed. We launched my in-home selling, in-home sales room called Fast Track we launched that at the latter half of last year and my hope is that one day that room will be our most popular room because it's probably my most long standing education i built that a long time ago it's made so many million dollar writers without like salesiness or like the uncomfortableness of in-home selling the pushy yep. salesy stuff teaches a really like beautiful successful process um So that would be, that's one of my, I like that room. And I like the, how to handle haters, which is what do you do with angry client interactions? Those are my favorite rooms, but they're not our heaviest, um, participated in rooms. It's really tough. Sure. sure.
1: Yep. I love that answer. That's great. I I love that it changes as the, the market changes, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's great. Yep. Um, What has been your biggest challenge promoting the toolbox? (laughs)
0: <laughs> you're going to chuckle because this is your business. Um, I was working with a marketing firm all of last year and I invested very heavily, right? Six-figure investment into building our brand, building our website, getting our marketing flows. And my goal is strictly digital conversion. I want people to find me online and, or find Toolbox online and become members, right? That's my goal. Yeah. Um, just so that we can have a very consistent um, experience, right? So, and also to keep overhead low so that we can keep our pricing at a stage that is available to people. Yeah. Um, and just finding the right digital ad conversion and the right marketing firm to help us through that has been like, extraordinarily challenging. I'm on revision number three. Oh, yeah. so, <laughs> I'm on the third shot now. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, it's been a pretty expensive road, but I don't live in regret. You can always make more money. I believe in the product. I believe in it. So it, it'll it come together.
1: Sure. Yeah. Are there any marketing trends or tactics that you see that you wish you could take advantage of right now? Mm.
0: You know, from an organic um, position, like the fun of TikTok and the fun of some of the social side. Um, it's one of our soon to be hires, right? one of our very close strategic roadmap hires is someone just to, honestly, I'm just gonna use this politically incorrect, sorry if you plug your ears, um, that someone young who loves that and who grew up with it, like for me, I don't even go on TikToks because I get obsessed about things like that and then I can't let it go and it distracts me. So right. I, for, for years, I couldn't even have Facebook on my phone because i had no self control <laughs> i you know i'm a human i'm allowed to admit, admit my faults yeah. i would get so i would put a post on facebook and i would be so i would check it obsessively to see if it was succeeding and i had to take the app off my phone delegate that responsibility to other people until i personally could let go of my obsessiveness about it and now i'm at a place where i I don't do that anymore, thankfully. But I would really love to take advantage of that fun, organic, social side. Um, it's not a new trend, um, but it's certainly something that I see as as a really significant contributing factor to our overall success in the long
1: term. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I think um, the allure of social, it, I mean, it's still there. And, and right. we get a lot of clients that'll come to us uh, especially on like on what you said, the solarpreneur, you know, those really lower levels. Mm-hmm. Hey, we want to do social media. We want to do some of this really cool stuff. Probably not the best use of your money at right. that very early stage, even though it right. sounds really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's a great supplement to something that's already kind of working and it sounds like right. that's the stage you're at. Um, yes. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so window treatment industry specific, Uh, what, or or business related to to those kind of business owners, um, what do you see as a current trend or change in the industry that we should be paying attention to?
0: Yeah. I don't think that, you know, February, 2023, I don't think this is going to come as a surprise to anybody, but the market is softening, right? The big boom of post pandemic um, surge of dollars into the economy and surge of people staying at home and wanting to make their their home, their safe space is that's drying up, right? So we're going back to what I would actually consider more normal lead flow, which means that you actually have to work to make your marketing work. It's not just like stand there with a bucket and catch whatever falls. (laughs) That's not happening very much anymore. Like you could do some of that still, but it's hardly, there's not a lot falling down from the sky right now. So you really have to double down on your marketing fundamentals and understanding your lead flow and collaborating with a great person like window treatment marketing pros, Will here, um, to help you create that lead flow and manage that lead flow really well. Um, Huge trend, especially for anyone who had a COVID surge, you're going to feel it right? You're going to feel it this year. You'll start recovering probably next year, but this is normal lead flow. It's not like lead flow is horrible. It's that this is like pre-pandemic lead flow where you actually had to work for your work for your leads and, and the diligence that you have to really, um, people are taking longer to decide. So your follow-up game needs to be better. Your sales needs to approach, needs to be more refined. And even your appointment setting and booking, you need to be more persistent about really booking those appointments, especially in-home selling. But if you're showroom selling, you know, you're a little bit the whim of traffic, but with your in-home selling, which is the majority of our industry, you really have to be diligent, which is, you know, why we teach that, because you it's a skill. It's not like just wing it. There's a set way of managing that that booking conversation that leads you to appointments that are booked and kept, Right. right? That stay really sticky.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. I'd say most of the phone calls we're getting now are people that are seeing the market softening. And I think softening mm-hmm. is the right word. I, I don't mm-hmm. think it's gonna tank. Uh and I'm not an economics major. Sure. You know? um, sure. No, first the I, ball here. Yeah, I mean, that's what we see happening. I really yep. hope that it's short and sweet and goes back up. Uh, you know, but uh, but the smart people are calling and saying, hey, we need to get some, you know, we need to get some eyeballs on our on our business. Mm-hmm. Um It's always interesting to hear when you know we 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 built our website in two thousand three and probably need to get it updated. You know, those are always fun. (laughs) (laughs) It
0: may or may not be a little outdated. Maybe right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nothing like twenty years to 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 have a little bit of update.
1: Yeah. All right. Here's a fun one for you. Yep. If money were no object, what is the craziest marketing stunt you'd like to launch?
0: Hmm. Well. One of my big dreams is to um to teach on a Tony Robbins style stage. So like okay. an event, like stadium style event. So if money were no object, I would I would move heaven and earth to to either create my own stadium style event um and fill those seeds, right? Money's no object. Why not? Let's go for broke. Right. Yeah, that's probably what I'd do. Wouldn't be an or. That's what I would do.
1: I love that. So just yeah. so you would take your time to to teach a bigger audience.
0: Much bigger audience.
1: Yeah. Yep. I'm oh, willing. that's great. That's great. Yep. Uh, okay, very good. So thank you for your time. I do appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, my pleasure. If people want to learn more about your business, where can they go? Sure.
0: The best place to go is going to be directly to HomeProToolbox, which is homeprotoolbox.com. And um and check out that website. There's there's tons. If you wanna get in touch with me about private coaching, you can still sneak it in through there. Just go there first. Um, best way to best way to find me.
1: Okay. And uh I hear you have a special offer for our listeners.
0: I do. Yes, I do. So we are gonna be offering, you know, and thanks to Will for all his incredible work with the industry and with, you know, all of you who are tuning in to hear his wisdom. Um, we're gonna be offering a 15% discount on your membership. So home pro toolbox is a membership and you can do at, you know, we have our sales accelerator, which is our sales and marketing stuff our business builder, which includes that template library I told you about, and then our Jetpack, which is just access to everything, You've been listening and you'll get a marketing 10% Pains discount, podcast, or 15% actually, treatment and more generous than that, 15% discount on whichever experts, membership you choose for the lifetime you stay a member. And the Please coupon code for that is WTMT 2023. 2023, and get so all of our show notes, notes at
1: WTMT23, <laughs> <2023. laughs> um, and I'm sure that that'll be in the show notes.
0: Podcast.
1: Yes, we will make sure to get that in the show notes. Thank you for yeah. that that generous offer. Uh, well, of course, I, and I don't. Also, thank you for saying that people tune in for to hear my wisdom. I I think it's more <laughs> the wisdom of the of the guests that I have on than it is me.
0: <laughs> well, you're wise to bring us, so you can get credit
1: there somehow. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just the pretty face behind all this.
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: <laughs> Very good. Well, listen, Madeline, thank you so much for taking the time today to kind of tell us about your. Uh, your business, what you're up to, and in this case, two different things. So that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, love to hear uh, what's going on with you and some of the, uh, the insights that you have. I definitely appreciate your your attendance today.
0: My pleasure. Thanks for having thank me.
1: You. Yeah, no problem. Listen, thank you uh, also for listening. If uh, if you enjoyed this, please give us give us a like. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we are always interviewing uh, industry experts and trying to, to get more wisdom that we can pass on to everyone. And uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode and we will see you in the next one.